Hello, welcome to the Yarniacs. This is episode 13. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And we're recording on Monday, June 25th today. And we're looking forward to talking all about some cool new stuff. Let's start with what you're wearing because <laughs> well, it's so cute. Well, what I'm wearing, it's not anything new that I've finished. I knit this back in April, but I'm just starting to wear it a lot now. In the April was only about up. five or six weeks ago. Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> Relatively true. speaking, it's that's new. That's true. So it is where pretty fairly new. This is the Buttercup Sweater by Heidi Kiermeyer. Yep. Uh, as I mentioned, I knit it in April, and I knit it from reclaimed Rowan Calmer yarn that I had previously knit into another sweater, didn't wear anymore, unraveled, and now it's a lovely buttercup it sweater. It is so adorable. <laughs> it's just like the perfect top. It, it is. Yeah, it looks just perfect. It is. For today's weather, because it's not too hot today, and it's not too chilly, and I throw it on, and if you've looked at this sweater, it's you know that it's very low cut and very loose on top. So I also have a tank top on underneath it. Of the perfect shade. Which... Exactly the same shade as the yarn, which is funny. Which, well, and, yeah. <laughs> There's a story about this tank top. It was, it was. A knit night? It, yeah, it was a knit night. I thought night. so. Yeah. We pass around clothes at knit night. It's pretty cool. So it just, it happened to match, so it was meant to be. And I just love this sweater. It's Can't really say cute. Enough good things about it. See, Wanna mine's it been again. languishing for months and months and months. I and remember seeing Charlene in hers today really makes me think I'm going to pick that back up. Well, you know, I think yours. Part of the reason you let it languish is because you couldn't wear it right away. Because when you were knitting it, it was colder. Mm -hmm. And now is the season that you can wear it. So this maybe is true. You will. Although I was thinking of actually knitting it long sleeved. You were. I remember that. So, I remember that. Yeah, still debating. <laughs> still debating. And what are you wearing? I am wearing a new FO. I am wearing my Peggy Sue sweater, and I absolutely feel like June Cleaver walking out today. <laughs> I staged myself for Charlene's benefit because I hardly ever like dress up. And my Peggy Sue is a little cropped sweater and as the name implies it's kind of a 50-ish feel to it and i'm wearing a fit so. and flare dress underneath it so it's tight on the top has a sash kind of under the bust and then it flares and when the sweater is buttoned around the waist it looks like a june cleaver look it actually <laughs> does but it's really cute yes it's, i love the outfit but it's it, a look yes it is definitely yeah, a look i think it's very cute but the sweater is adorable it's in the norwegian wool that was on sale for four dollars a ball at the stitch. amazing yeah it's an aqua color that is vibrant just vibrantly just makes you smile color and I got some really cute little, feel these buttons. I got these at our local fabric store yesterday oh, called Hearts. They nice. look like shell. They, that's what I thought they were at Yeah, first. but they I kind of they feel like plastic. Yeah. And they're grayish. You'll see my FO pictures, but they kind of blend in with it in a strange way. And I was just so proud of myself because I knit both button bands over the weekend. Yesterday afternoon around 3 o'clock, went and bought buttons with the kids, got home, sewed them all on, Knowing I'm recording on Monday, I'll see Charlene on Monday. I want to be wearing my new sweater with my dress so I can show it all off, and I succeeded. So, see, Gail's really good about finishing things up right before the podcast, so she has something new to talk about. I'm not so good about that. See, I do. I completely use this as incentive to get things finished before recording. Day. See, it's that knit along personality. It is. Are you a joiner, or does it? 
Make you feel like it's obligation knitting. Yes, and also my type A overachieving personality plays a little bit with that too. So, yes, so that's what I'm wearing, and I'm very pleased with it. It's the cutest little just throw on it summer is. sweater. It, it would, is. I You'll highly get a lot recommend of use it. Out of that over the summer. Yeah, and it's a free pattern by Linda Wilgus, who's also Woolly Mammoth Knits, nice. and it used about 700 yards of yarn, so not very much yarn required either. And how would you? rank the project in terms of beginner intermediate i was thinking of that i actually think this is a beginner level sweater for mm -hmm. the most part because it's raglan top down you have four inches of the cable pattern around the collar four inches of the cable pattern at the cuffs of the sleeves and it's short sleeved and not four inches i'm sorry four rows <laughs> four rows of the pattern i'm sorry and it's cropped so it's a shorter sweater, so it obviously the 700 yards speak to that. But the bottom few inches are the cable pattern, which is a four-row cable repeat, which is very simple. Is it just a twist? It's not a twist. You actually use a cable needle. Oh, okay. But it's very simple, and you, so thus you would need some cable experience. But if you don't have cable experience, it was a very simple cable pattern, mm -hmm. very easy to memorize. And then you do pick up stitches along the left and right front to do a moss stitch button band that is four rows. So that's very simple and fast to do. You would need to know how to do buttonholes, which is trivial. It's a yarn over knit two together to make each of the nine buttonholes. So very simple. Even though some of the techniques are more advanced, they're very simple versions of those techniques. So lots of new techniques for somebody who is maybe wanting to try a sweater or move into some new techniques. This would yes, be I would recommend a this good because overall, it's a very, very easy knit, mm -hmm. and the pattern is well written. It's not highly detailed, but I don't think it requires much detail. Mm -hmm. So again, I put this high up on my ranking of, you know, not maybe brand brand new knitter, but fairly new beginner yeah, could pull this off. Yeah. And it looks to me like the kind of kind of sweater design also that if somebody for some reason did not want to do the cabling techniques they could do ribbing a ribbing instead yeah or a garter stitch they could replace it with something to their level absolutely <laughs> and the the design is done such that it doesn't have any increases built into the sweater or decreases for the waist oh really right i added some decreases because i knit I was between sizes, so I knit a couple mm -hmm. extra raglan increases at the top, which now I realize I shouldn't have done because it's actually a little bit too big at the top and more fitted down low. So I did a couple extra raglan increases and then I did some decreases along the sides of my waist to pull it in a little bit, but the original pattern design is meant for the cabling to do that. Oh, so she intentionally doesn't build in any decrease or increase stitches along the side mm -hmm. meant for the cabling to pull it into your waistline. So. There you go. Nice. Hopefully someone else gives it a try. And if you do, let us know on the Ravelry thread because it's really fun to watch people experiment with things that we've it already is. knit. It is. So now, what are you stalking over the last two weeks? <laughs> well, I am still stalking, believe it or not, the Knit Red projects. Well, there, of course we are. There it's, aren't enough new, people. Right. Nobody has started any of them yet. Ah, that's the <laughs> hard part to get over that. Book. Yeah. And it's, it's not that I'm waiting for that. It's just fun to see everybody else's finished or in progress projects, which I understand the book just came out. Nobody of course is going to have a finished object yet, but I keep 
stalking, keep looking, because I want to make several projects from the book, as I mentioned, and I haven't done a count. You did a count. You had, you oh, had, I had like at 10 least, projects you wanted to make from I think it? it was fewer than that. Oh, Five or six, okay. I think, that, okay. that I really would like to cast but on I'm sure today I have if I had the right yarn. So, yep. once again, can't say enough. <laughs> and, yeah. And the other thing I'm stalking is tops that are similar to Buttercup. Ah. Maybe I'm thinking about making another one. Again, I have an older black mercerized cotton sweater that I do not wear anymore. Oh. And I, I need to either get rid of it or repurpose the yarn, but I'm... Similar to the other cotton sweater that I repurposed, I think this yarn is probably going to prove to be fairly indestructible. I'm sure that I have washed it and put it in the dryer before. So I think unraveling it is probably a good option. Yeah, I think it's a good Yeah, I think it's a good candidate for that. And if I don't find another sweater, I'm, this morning I was looking at black buttercups. Oh, that people, You know how you can pick... A specific color to look at yes. on people's finished objects so if you're looking under projects I think you click the advanced search and then you have an option of selecting a color and if the knitter has selected a color on their own project page then their project will sort by color. So I was looking at the black buttercups nice. this morning and they were quite nice. I'll bet. So I'm very tempted. <laughs> well, those are probably slimming also because of the probably black probably has that slimming functionality. It's funny because I don't usually knit black and I have no, not don't. knit a lot of black things. I think I have knit two black sweaters, this cotton one being one of them. I can't remember so having it's a, knit a straight lot. black not a it tonal is. It's black. It's a black, okay, black. Yeah. So that may be in the works soon. <laughs> be cute. Yeah. What about you? What are you stocking? I am stocking one thing and one thing only: the Shell Seeker sweater oh. by Heidi Kiermeyer. Oh yes, the same designer as the Buttercup <laughs> we were just discussing. Oh wow! You know. It's funny Our, how we do that, isn't yes. it? Yes. Yeah. It seems like we have a lot of times where a project or a designer is mentioned two times. In the same podcast. We're very cyclical. Yes, we are. <laughs> we're, we're very similar in our yeah. design aesthetic, I yeah. think. So the Shell Seeker is a top-down pullover sweater that is striped. It's two row stripes knit in a worsted weight. It's actually designed with um, Spud and Chloe sweater yarn. And I was shopping at the Swift Stitch. They have their 20% off summer yarn sale right now. So Charlene texted me that information Friday morning at about (laughs) 9. As soon as I was done with my meetings, I was trying to head out to the Swift Stitch and ended up not being able to go until after I picked up my children. And yarn shopping just is not as much fun with your children (laughs) as it is without. Well, no. Your kids were tired. They were Junior at the beach, yep. yeah. <laughs> they were all tuckered out and not really interested in hanging out with the yarn store people. However, I looked at the Spud and Chloe and just couldn't bring myself to spend the money it would take, even though I'm going to knit a Spud and Chloe sweater because it's a wool cotton blend and I really want to knit with some more cotton yarn. 
So what does Gail do? Gail hymns and haws all weekend long and Saturday, well, not all weekend long, for like 36 hours. I've been stalking the sweater for almost two weeks. She has. I've been hearing about it. Yeah. And I decided, okay, well, I don't want to fork out the money for Spud and Chloe for a whole gigantic, you know, long-sleeved pullover sweater. So I'm going to go get Red Heart Soft Acrylic Yarn. So I did, <laughs> and I bought turquoise and white. So it will be turquoise and white striped. I knit a swatch on Saturday, and I really, really like the way the yarn feels in my hands. I really like the way the colors pair up in the stripes, so I will be casting that on soon. And I have to mention three versions of it that I've been drooling over lately. Knitwit41, Shannon, you've heard me mention her on the podcast before. She's knitting a version, and two other people, Maggie and Marianne, are also knitting versions. All three of them are using Madeline Tosh yarn, which of course makes me drool all by itself, <laughs> but their color choices are just fabulous. So I've been watching their sweaters. They're all three knitting it together, and I've just mm. been admiring their work in progress pictures, and that has been inspiring me to cast on sooner rather than later. So shell, shell stalker. <laughs> shell seeker is what I'm stalking right shell now. Shell seeker stalking. Yeah, stalking <laughs> shell seeker. And I intend to copy... Shannon's modifications and actually knit it as a hoodie probably because oh, nice. yeah, it has a boat neck and boat necks aren't really my style of, for a pullover necessarily. So I am going to try the hoodie variation and it just looks like the perfect replacement for a sweatshirt. It does. Yeah, and it's there's... really casual and comfy looking. You could wear it anywhere and because again, I'm trying this acrylic experiment to see about washing a sweater right. and will I wear it more often because I know I can wash right. it. Right, and then... Yeah, it'll be a pull-on over anything. Yeah, and I know those colors will go with a lot of things in my wardrobe. Yeah. And So I'm super excited about the Shell Seeker. Cute. Yeah. Great. Okay, what are you knitting? I am currently knitting the 5200K by Suvi Samola, which I talked about in the last pod- last two podcasts, I yes. think. So I'm using my Western Sky Knits Aspen Sock in Aqua. Nice. Can you sense a theme here? How many times <laughs> have I said Aqua in the last 20 minutes? It's the color of your summer. It is, it's absolutely. summer color. The dress yeah. I'm wearing has the color Aqua it in is. it. It is. I just bought a new pair of shoes that were Aqua. It's all Oops. about the aqua for me lately. Well, going from had, pink into aqua. Well, we had been saying that the brights were definitely in this yeah. past year. Absolutely. We're seeing brights on clothing, shoes, handbags. They're Everywhere. all over. Yeah. Yep. So I gravitate towards this color, obviously. But the 5200, I cast on for our knit along. So I cast on, what, June 15th or 16th. And I'm almost to separating for the sleeves. But the other knitting projects that I have have not let me separate for the sleeves yet because I'm also <laughs> test knitting the design called Mary Mary by the designer Lacuna, who is Andrea Black on Ravelry. Well, Lacuna is a Ravelry name. Her real name is Andrea. She, again, is the Freya designer, the Freya cardigan I knit. And Mary Mary is another cardigan that I'm knitting in Shibui Sock yarn in the Colorway Peacock, and it's just adorably beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's stunning that she has cable detail on the top at the bust and then under the bust ribbing to pull it in and make it look very fitted and then from there the skirt of the sweater flares out a little bit so i have passed the under bust ribbing and i am now working on the skirt and the skirt also has cable detailing that goes down the side of your hips or from your waistline down towards your hips it kind of flares out as you increase in that area mm-hmm. so it's really really well thought out design details in this sweater and it also was a 
raglan top down with short sleeves. So I'm about two thirds of the way through the body probably. And then they're short cap sleeves. So I hope to have that finished fairly soon. Cool. So those are the two sweaters that I'm working on with much joy too. I'm loving both of them. (laughs) So I am working finally on my Laika sweater, which I'm very excited to be knitting. Of technically for the knit along. Yeah. I started on Did you hear that? She's knitting with the knit along. <laughs> I started on June fifteenth and in true Charlene fashion worked for a little worked worked a few rows, kind of got the pattern straight in my head, realized I wanted to start over, ripped it out and started over on the sixteenth, which seems to be the way that I do a lot of For the last year, it seems like, especially (laughs) sweaters, you cast on, you start, you don't like it, you rip it out, and you can go through that any number of times. So this time was only once, right? It was only once. But I'm thinking, you know, if this is going to be the way I work, maybe I should just cast on every sweater this way. Instead of swatching? Well, and that's my swatch right there, you know? Who knows? But do you ever knit a whole four inches of the sweater and then rip it out? Do you usually get that far? I have. Okay. <laughs> it, it, the longer it grows, the harder it is for me to rip it out. But I get it. Yeah, I have. It's just once you start. Now, this has a lace pattern. So it's a six-stitch repeat. But after a few rows, I realized that you really only need to focus on it in sets of threes. And so when you increase and decrease stitches... At first, I was thinking in terms of six, but I re- since you only have to think in terms of three, there were a couple rows where I could have incorporated stitches into the pattern. So that was the main reason why I ripped out. Nobody else would have noticed it. But. I know. Mine is kind of the same way. And to back up for people who haven't knit with lace, this was a concept that was really difficult for me to grasp initially. When you were doing increases or decreases in a lace pattern, as Charlene just described, Leica has a six-stitch six repeat. <laughs> so when you're increasing stitches, for example, on the raglan or on the waist, typically you would need six increased stitches in order to work a whole nother repeat of that six-stitch mm-hmm. repeat of the lace. However, on Leica, you could actually break it into sets of three. So you can knit three increased stitches and then incorporate yeah. part of the lace yeah. repeat instead of waiting until you have a full six stitches. So the little areas of stockinette where you're increasing don't need to be as big as six stitches. They can be three stitches and then you can add the next repeat. Yeah. So hopefully that makes sense. But that was a concept that really kind of baffled me at first with well, lace. It's hard to envision it before exactly. you actually start to knit. And then, of course, when I started knitting it, I didn't like the way there's that little row of stockinette down the side it's and almost I a didn't, little wedge yeah, yeah and i didn't like it right but on the I, raglan right increase. but then i started looking at see mine doesn't look as neat well as you sold a sample <laughs> we hope you sold this would be the perfect example right but then I, well and i was comparing mine to pictures and i also realized that the different sizes are going to look different. Mm-hmm. So unless I know exactly what size and then, so I'm just letting it go at this point because. But yours does look beautiful the way you did it. Oh yeah. It, it looks fine. But the little 
you know, when I was looking at it at first, I was also just looking at a, tiny a little piece. piece. Right. And you're looking at this tiny piece and there's this middle of stockinette. And I'm thinking, oh, that looks horrible. But when you look at it in terms of a whole sweater yeah, together. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's more in perspective. Small, so right. It perspective. Ha- yeah, that's it doesn't the word have that, that, I'm looking that for. bit of stockinette doesn't yeah. jump out at you. Because right. it kind of blends right. into the lace right. pattern. And I think also part of the design element was that it looks like a faux seam. Too. Oh yeah, it looks really pretty along so, the sides of the waist. I'm, I'm good with it now. <laughs> and it's so pretty. So it's a smoky orchid colorway. It is briar. Briar, okay. Briar in the Tosh Merino light. And how are you liking knitting with the yarn? I like it. I like it a lot. It's very thin. It feels thinner than I thought it would knitting with than a fingering yarn would but i think it's perfect for the pattern i really do because i can number one most important i can get gauge with it Uh probably because it's thin Mm -hmm. so i'm very happy about that and also it works with the fabric because the stitch pattern makes yields a fabric that is very stretchy and i think the yarn in and of itself being a single ply maybe wouldn't be as stretchy but knit into this fabric it feels very stretchy, which is good for the sweater. Right. You want the stre- sweater to be stretchy. So it works great. I'm really happy with it. Excellent. Really, really happy. I changed up just, I think the only thing that I've modified is the length. And I haven't checked my row gauge lately. I checked it when I started. I, I don't know if I'm a little bit off, but I tried it on last night. When I got to, when I finished the decreases and realized waist that decreases? I'm... Waist decreases? Waist, yeah. Okay. And I realized that I'm not going to knit as many rows straight... Before you increase before again. Before I start the increases. And I, I measured, I think I measured it to the pattern and it was fairly close. So it might just be the way it fits on me or my row gauge might be a little off I don't know but as long as I knit it to fit me right that's all that matters (laughs) exactly yeah so and I might have to decrease a little bit on the increase section too as in not do as many increases as stated in the pattern or just either do the actually the increases are closer together than the decreases decreases Mm -hmm. were so that's working but I may not have to knit straight as many rows as it's called for Okay, see, this yeah. is Charlene improvising on the fly. I know, I'm thinking I'm, on the fly. I'm always so. <laughs> fascinated watching her go through that process because I'm usually intimidated by it. So it always makes me feel better to watch you do it because it make, gives me the confidence to try it as and well. And mostly it's just trying on as I go. Mm-hmm. That's why I love the top-down sweaters. Yeah. Because I just try it on and, and knit it to fit. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. And then the only other thing that I've been working on is another cotton hand towel, which was my basketball knitting for the weekend. <laughs> so you're going to have a match set soon. I'll have soon. a match set soon because I got nice. a lot done. So <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. And what have you finished since the last recording? Okay, I was looking through my notes and I realized that even though we talked about the Bianca's jacket, a lot. I never made it official with 
my finishing of the second version. Oh, okay. <laughs> we did talk about the mystery cone yarn yes. when I was knitting it. So if you guys have listened to the previous episodes, you heard about the mystery cone yarn that Gail found at a flea market in France that I have had in my stash for almost three years now and have tried on several sweaters and just never been happy with the sweater match between fabric and pattern and it worked for this one and so now I have a second Bianca's jacket yep. in the mystery cone yarn <laughs> which is a really cool blend of pink blend of pinks and pink white. and coral and, yeah. and white it's very hard to describe, and yeah. it looks very different knit up than I yeah. ever would have expected. It's really cool. And then I got shiny, blingy buttons for it. Oh, yeah. It, and Love those. <laughs> it looks really cute. Really, really cute. I'm very happy with it. Pictures are up. If you haven't already seen them, the pictures have been up, because as I mentioned, I did finish this a long time ago. We used one as the podcast image, too. We did. The close-up on the we buttons. We did. And, you know, one funny thing is that when I looked at it as I was writing my notes this morning, I realized that I had put, I knit it in May, but I had put June as the month for some strange reason. And I had finished it on May 28th. Okay. But my project page said June 28th, like I was going to finish it in the future. (laughs) (laughs) Not only is she an excellent knitter, she's a psychic knitter. (laughs) So that was pretty funny. I never realized that you could put in dates. A future date. Future date. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I never thought about it. Computer calendar app. You can yeah, pick any day exactly. you want. Exactly. Yeah. So I I did finish it on May 28th. And then the other thing that I finished, oh, I forgot to bring it out here. Yeah, it was I'll good. Show I see you. it on your list and I haven't <laughs> seen the FO. So. Is the Spring Showers sweater by Joji Locatelli. I still need to do a better blocking on it because the short rows need to drape very nicely. And they do for the most part. But... I realized after I steamed it the first time and I'm probably eventually going to give it a soaking type blocking just so it's completely done properly. Okay. (laughs) I steamed it because I was so anxious to wear it the first time. So, (laughs) Well, and it's just so pretty. She had it at knit night last week and she was redoing one of the cuffs. And every time I glanced over at her, it was like, oh, look at that yarn. And that yarn is so nice. So, so nice. Once again, it is the Malabrigo Arroyo yarn. 100% merino. I think super, so, yeah. Superwash? Probably. I can't remember if it's superwash. Oh, let me look it up. And just really soft to knit with. Very wonderful. Colors are still a little limited, I think. But, but there's a lot. The ones that are yeah. there are beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Okay. Here it is. It is 100% Merino Sport 5-ply, so it does not say Superwash. Well, good, because Superwash, I'm getting sick of the growth in yeah. Superwash yarn, so I'm pleased it's not Superwash, yeah. actually. Oh, no, it is Superwash. Ah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I thought it was yeah. Superwash, but no. On Looking through the details, very soft plied Superwash, 100% Merino yarn, 335 yards to a skein so I only used three skeins and I think I used just a little over two and a half 
technically, for the sweater. And that sweater has a lot of skirt to it. So it that's does. a lot of yarn it to does. use. So yeah. that's, I would say that's a lot of yarn. It looks like the sweater uses more yarn than you would expect for that Yeah, I think it sweater. does because of the short row wedges. And if you haven't seen the sweater, just visualize it's just very skirty on the bottom. Very... Rough, not rough, well, no, not full. roughly full. full. Skirt, yeah, yeah, full. Yeah, and then it comes in at the waist and the bust and has a very nice collar. It's not quite a shawl collar, but it... Does it fold all big, the way over? It doesn't fold over, so I guess I wouldn't qualify it as a shawl collar, but it goes all the way around like the whole a shawl sweater. collar. Yeah. yeah. But it's very comfy, very swingy, very girly. Yeah, it is. <laughs> like that about her designs. Joji Locatelli has, I would say, a lot of them are girlish designs. Yeah. And I love them. Yeah. I really like it. And I would say that it it's a fairly basic pattern as well. Probably not something I would recommend for a new knitter because of the short rows, but probably for someone who had been knitting a little while and wanted to try a new technique, in this case, the new technique being short rows. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I have two, at least two of her sweaters in my queue for this winter because I want to knit them both with an Aran weight yarn and Jenica hoodie and opposite pole yeah. are going to be knit this year. Yeah, and that was why I was so happy to finally get this sweater done because I have been stalking her patterns for over a year. I've been talking about knitting several of her patterns for over a year. You've heard it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, Ecuador was the first one That's on your right. radar and yeah. you haven't knit that one. And yet. I still haven't knit that one. So I have been stalking her patterns, stalking her designs. I've chatted with her a little bit. I was on just going to say, she's also a really, really nice woman. She's very personable, yes. very nice. and Makes I'm, me want to knit her designs. Right, exactly. It really does. It exactly. makes a big difference to me when a designer is personable and friendly like that yes. as opposed to brusque yes. yes very much so very very much so and she also has a wonderful group on Ravelry oh that's true where she answers questions so I think it's also very nice when the designer is available yes. to answer questions and willing and helpful in the process of answering questions and not mm -hmm. making you some designers have kind of made me feel like I was inexperienced or asking a question I shouldn't be, mm -hmm. when I don't think that's ever the case. If mm -hmm. you're confused about something, you're confused, yeah. regardless yeah. of your level of knitting expertise, right? Yeah. So, and one of the things I love also that really attracts me to Joji sweaters is a lot of my favorite Ravelry knitters test knit for her. Oh, so I see them pop yeah. up in different threads yeah. and I think, oh, that's gorgeous. What yeah. is that? And they usually are I labeled super too. secret test yes. knit. And then it ends up being a Joji Locatelli design. I have noticed so. that too. Yep. She recently had one that she did right before her vacation the tourist sweater. tourist sweater yeah. that i really liked liked that one as well and see i i keep being attracted to them so i'm glad that i finally knit one and and i do want to knit the other a couple other things from the same collection as well yeah. maybe all three i love the shawl too yeah i want to knit the shawl mm -hmm. and the other sweater from the same collection and I like the umbrella pullover, too. So. Yes. Yeah, actually, I really want to do that one. I don't think I mentioned the last episode that I won a Mad May 
random prize. Oh. <laughs> so I actually won a skein of Tosh Marino Light in the Geode colorway, and I won a copy of Joji's book, April Showers. Oh, so that's I got right. all four that's of those right. patterns. I was yeah. just thrilled. Yeah. So yeah, that was super cool. That's right. And you've already talked about one what thing you've finished, finished, but I but actually do you have finished, anything else. Yes, I finished the Mock Rib watch cap, which is a free hat pattern by Tannis Gray on Ravelry. And I used the Plymouth Merino worsted to knit that. And I like how it turned out. It I forgot to do some of the increases, so I ended up oh. with more leftover yarn than I was supposed oh. to. I really <laughs> thought I would use the whole ball of yarn and I have about half of it left probably. Oh. So I'll be knitting wow. a second hat with that yarn, which is good. I really did like the pattern. Totally could be a beginner hat. The only thing I would warn you about if you're a new knitter is that the top of the hat where you do the decreases, you would need to use the double pointed needles to finish off, mm. off the top where it gets narrower and narrower. So if you are not familiar with double, double pointed needles, <laughs> I cannot speak today, then that is something that you would need to do. It's not difficult to use them and you only need to use them for the last six or so rounds because the decreases happen very quickly and very steeply because of the style of the hat. So just be aware of that. Could you alternately use two circulars? You could, yes. Yeah. You could use a magic loop or One two circulars. Yeah. yeah. So any any method like that where you're working on a very small circumference. Right. So right. that's the only thing I would say if you're a beginner. But I did love the little hat that's turned out. I'll have FO pictures before this episode goes live. Of course, the Peggy Sue I already mentioned in the beginning of the mm -hmm. podcast that I'm wearing right now. And I finished the Camellia Shawl by Meg Myers. Oh. I think I may have said on the last podcast that I finished the knitting, but I blocked it this morning. Oh. Once again, my my personality kicking in. Oh, I'm going to be <laughs> recording today. I must have this finished. And it was funny because it's been sitting on the back of my chair, my work chair, all week long. Mm -hmm. And I keep saying to myself, I'll block it today. Must I'll block, block it today. Block. But it's crescent shaped and it has a lot of points. So I knew it was mm. going to be time consuming mm -hmm. to block it. So this morning... The children are supposed to leave for junior guards and we're all getting ready to leave. And I decide a half an hour before that, I'm going to block my shawl right now. So I soaked it. I let the kids stomp on the towel, which is, you know, typically you tell your children, don't touch my knitting, you know, hands <laughs> off the knitting. But when you block, they get to stomp on your knitting. So they like that part in my house. Got it all wrapped up, rolled it out onto the towel, pinned it out. And it was hysterical because in the background, for some reason, my son was humming the, um, the, uh, what is it? Oh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> so it sounded like superhero music going on in the background, <laughs> thanks to Max, as I'm pinning out the, the points of the shawl as quickly as I can. And my husband and my daughter walk in the room and my husband said, wow, that looks like a work of art. And it was such a fulfilling, wonderful thing <laughs> to have someone say. And I was just so thrilled. I got it blocked before we had to leave and got the compliments and got the background music. And it's really, really a beautiful FO. It's gorgeous. I don't know if I'll end up keeping it. It's so pretty. I think it might make a beautiful gift for oh, someone. Nice. But nice. yeah, it's lovely. And I have enough both of the yarn and the beads to make a second one if I wanted to. Very nice. So that's, that's a free pattern. And it's in the Knit Red collection. It's supporting the Knit Red oh, right, campaign. Oh, right. That's funny. I have never thought of that technique, letting my kids stomp on the towels. Oh, I love <laughs> it. So when you're blocking, I wet block. So when you've squeezed all the excess water out of the knit object, 
I take giant beach towels and I have them laid out and then I set the knit object on top of the beach towels and I roll them up really, really tightly and then I twist the beach towels and then I put them on the floor and the kids stomp away. So huh. they just stomp right on top of the beach towel to get the excess water out. I spin in the washing yeah, machine. Yeah, I didn't I want to put spin. that fragile yeah, lace yeah. weight I could scarf understand that. with beads I could or understand shawl. That. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes yeah. the big, heavier objects I do spin yeah. in the washing machine. Yeah. So that was a fun little morning of FOs. Well, <laughs> 24 hours of FOs with Peggy Sue last night and Camellia blocking this morning. So it's sitting in my bedroom. It's huge. So it's taking up this gigantic rectangle yeah, of space yeah. in my bedroom right now. It's kind of funny. Okay. All right. So one thing I did want to mention is the knit along. Oh. I was contacted by Alana Dacos of the Never Not Knitting podcast. She emailed me last week and you should have seen and heard my reaction. I was like squealing with <laughs> glee running around the house saying to my husband and kids, you'll never believe this. She is actually a listener of the podcast. Hi, Alana. And she volunteered to donate a copy of Coastal Knits as a prize in the Yay. knit along and a set of the Coastal Kids patterns, the four patterns that make that collection. So I'm very, very happy to say we have both of those in the prize collection for the knit along for the summer. So super excited. Now we have five prizes and I think we have three more potential prizes. I have to confirm that before I announce Yay. them, but lots of prizes considering, yeah. you know, it's pretty exciting. And the Coastal kids well everything was very nicely shrink wrapped yeah perfectly wrapped and, and packaged i was just looking at the pattern on top which is the kids version of the rocky, rocky coast. coast cardigan mm -hmm. and it is really cute it's adorable really cute yeah. yeah i don't know why you can take so many things and make them miniature and they're just <laughs> their cuteness factor goes up by a million percent when you make the miniature i just don't understand yeah. how that works but it does work yeah so that's knit along news i have started the fo thread for the knit along so we already have one person who has finished her name is charlotte she is knit right 30 and she finished her Margaret. I cannot speak. I apologize. <laughs> her Margaret Dashwood shawl. And she used the Quince and company Finch yarn for that. We're waiting for her FO picture, but she did say it's finished. And I'm super excited that we already have an FO. When you finish your project, please post a picture in the FO thread and that thread, please let's keep it. No chat because that's what we'll use for the random number generator to pick the prizes at the end of August. Cool. So, very fun. So, Charlene, we have a user question to answer today, don't we? Yeah, somebody in our Q&A thread on the Ravelry board for Yarniacs podcast asked, what time of day do we like to knit? And do we find that there is any particular time of day when we are more alert or more able to handle complex lace patterns, charts, that kind of thing. Do you want to start? <laughs> sure. And I think also, I think a lot of the impetus for this question might also be the fact that we seem to churn out a lot of knitting. <laughs> and I think we churn out a lot of knitting. I, I think, think we, we do. do. Yeah. I think that probably stitches per hour, you're faster than I am because mm. your knitting speed is faster. Mm -hmm. But you and I seem to be kind of on pace with each other in terms of FOs, especially yeah. for this year. We seem to be on fire. 
<laughs> so how do we manage? Because yeah, I have a full-time job and I have kids and I have a husband and I have all these other things. And how on earth do I knit so much? Well, I don't sleep very much. I guess is the answer to the question. I'm not sure that's what everybody wants to hear. No, but I just naturally don't need much sleep. I can get by on six hours of sleep, no yeah. problem. And even less than that sometimes. So I typically knit at night. My husband and I typically land on the couch around eight. Kids mm -hmm. are in bed reading, whatever, and we have time to relax and watch a t TV show or whatever mm -hmm. it is we're going to do. And that's when he never relaxes during the day, ever. He's constantly moving. So at 8 o'clock, all systems shut down. Mm -hmm. He relaxes finally, and I can knit, and there isn't any tension or any feel like I need to go do a chore or something right. like that. So I typically will knit anywhere from 8 p.m. to midnight sometimes, sometimes even later. So that's my most concentrated knitting time. I think I'm the same way I don't I in general I don't knit during the day which is strange yeah. I almost never knit during the day the only time that I knit during the day is if I may be at an event that's knitting focus mm -hmm. a get together a knitting get together or maybe in moments of what I call found time like if I'm at a sports event mm-hmm Found time doesn't generally happen at home because at home there's always something to do. Chores, there's laundry, homework, there's whatever, chores, right? there's kids, there's always something to do. Very rarely do I park myself on the couch during the day and knit. If I do, something's wrong. <laughs> you're sick or you're recovering <laughs> yeah. from surgery. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because that's just not a good focus time for me because my brain is thinking about what needs to be done for work, what needs to be done for home, what needs to be done for the kids. Mm -hmm. It's just not when I can focus on something like that. So daytime, too many pressures. doesn't work out for me. But in the evening, just like you, that's when I let myself have the time, relax time. And we love to put in the movies or the DVDs and I'll sit just there and knit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's famous in my house that I will be the first one to identify a voice because when oh. we watch television, I don't watch television. I glance occasionally, but I listen to television. Right. So I know the voices of most actors and actresses right. more than I can identify them by face. Interesting. Yep. Yeah. But I that's... do. I have some daytime knitting that I am mm -hmm. able to do. Meetings. If it's yeah. a meeting where I'm not running the meeting because I, I, tele, I work I remotely, telecommute, so I do have the ability to knit during meetings. And I know a lot of people think, oh, that's horrible. You're knitting during a meeting. But I honestly can focus better when I'm knitting and I'm doing something with my hands yeah. rather than if I'm not leading the meeting, I'm just looking around, wondering, okay, what should I do this afternoon or right, whatever. Right, exactly. So, Your brain wanders. Yeah. And so, by you, I mean both of us yeah, or in general. Humans in you. general. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> so I do knit during meetings. And I also do knit. We have 30 minutes in the afternoon where the kids are allowed to, if they've done all their homework and they've exercised and done all the normal things you're supposed to do, they are allowed to have a snack and watch TV for 30 mm -hmm. minutes, and mm -hmm. I will sit down usually and watch with them. Mm -hmm. So that's another little chunk during the day. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about you, but if we, as a family or when I go with the children, like to the beach, for example, we mm -hmm. went to the beach a couple times last week and spent an hour and a half on the beach, and I'm not going to get in the water with them. It's way too cold. <laughs> so I'm sitting on the beach and I'm knitting. You know, yeah. I'm watching the kids and I'm interacting with them, but I'm knitting while I'm doing it. Yeah. So those and little pieces of found yeah, time. Yeah, found time 
Away from the house. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you're not at home. That, that's yeah, the qualification no, when of you're sound at time. home, the pressure is great. It is. Yeah, there's always there's something to do. There's just not necessarily pressure, but there's just, there's always something to be done. Mm-hmm. In a household, there is always something to be done. So then so, if you do most of your knitting at night, do you have a certain time in the evening where your brain is better able to focus on complex patterns? Hmm. Probably when I first sit down, although sometimes you just get into that role, get into that groove, mm-hmm. and everything clicks, and you can keep going and keep going. Yeah. And then other nights, sometimes it's a certain project. <laughs> I call it sleep knitting. Yeah, there we go again. I was doing that last night. <laughs> yeah, there are some projects that have just put me to sleep. One of them still in the bag. <laughs> oh, yes. I can guess which one that is. Yeah, because that one just puts me to sleep every time. Literally, I start dozing off whenever I knit it. So that one might have to come out and be a found knitting yeah, bring that to basketball yeah. games for a while. Yeah, yeah. I, I was considering it this weekend, but didn't get it together in time. But I may have to change things up a little bit in order to get that project finished. And you're so close. So I am close, but just... it's just it's one of those things that it's not seasonal now, so right. it's kind of on the back burner. Yeah, that happens too. <laughs> yeah, I find that at night, my husband usually is asleep in bed by nine thirty, and mm-hmm. I stay up. So. I tend to use the time after he's gone to sleep for anything that requires a lot of focus oh, because then you d- and, you're not conversing. Exactly. And, yeah. 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 You can't like, I'm famous for, he'll be asking me a question and I'm looking down and he will ask it again and I'm not responding. And then I'm like, hold on, I'm counting. And he's like, well, can't you count and talk at the same time? <laughs> well, no, not very easily when I'm counting 353 cast on stitches. Exactly. <laughs> So I need to have a code. I need to have like hold up fingers and flash it when yeah, I'm counting so yeah, he knows that I, I'm not yeah. trying to ignore him. I'm actually doing something. Yeah. Okay. So we hope that answers your question. We and are not superhuman. We yeah. Just, <laughs> I know. We love our hobby and our craft. Yeah, we do. We really do. And just, you know, again, if you have any other questions, please don't hesitate to put them in the Q&A thread in the group on Ravelry. And did you have anything else to add for this particular episode? I don't think so. Okay, well, this was a quickie, you guys. It makes up for the last few that have been extra long. (laughs) And we look forward to the next episode. Thank you for spending an hour of your time with us. We appreciate it. Thank you, and thank you for all your wonderful comments. We appreciate them, and we do read them, and they make us smile. And, yeah, just so you know, I do. Every time I get a cool comment, I have to run out and tell the rest of my family. (laughs) So we really do appreciate all of them. Thank you very much, and happy knitting. You can find us on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a growing Ravelry group, and you can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs. Goodbye and good knits. <laughs>